Welcome back to the Power Hour. Here with Maddie Seneker coming down the show. Look at us. We're here. It's happened. Finally. I feel like we yes, I feel like you always told me about this, like the Bauer Hour back back in the day. And I'd always be like, you gotta bring it back. I need I need to be there. We made it happen. I wanna know. Finally. Yes. I love the yes. back in the day as in like last winter at this time. I know. <laughs> I know. The scariest winter of our lives. Literally. I was thankfully I was gone. So Maddie was actually my roommate in Tahoe the last what, eight, nine months? Eight, nine months yes. I was there. Um yes. me, her and our girl Celeste. Celeste, yes, shout, out, shout out Celeste. Yeah, shout out Celeste. <laughs> Shout out so much. We saw we saw you out. We were like, bye, Jake. I think the day you left, I don't even know if we said goodbye. I think we said goodbye I, the night before. Because I think, okay, I think you, yes. guys, you guys are always up at like 7.30 leaving the house type of deal. Yes. And I was like, oh, Jake walked out of the house for the last time. <laughs> bye, Jake. <laughs> I, I'm not really good with goodbyes either. That's honestly one of my... Um, I know things I need to work on. I'm not, I don't like saying goodbye to people. It's weird for me. It's hard. Yeah. I think it's it's because I don't want to face the emotion of it. It is hard. I I cried when I left Tahoe. You did? It's a special place. It's a special place. So we met at Chambers Landing. I will not forget the day I saw you. Oh God, I was new there. I I was, I was like thinking about this. I was new too, but I had been working there for probably a month at that point. And I remember Billy said, who is our boss, Jake's friend. He said, that's my friend at table six, take care of him. And I was like, okay. I was like, who's this boy? Like, new- <laughs> cause Tahoe is so small. So it's like, when there's someone new, you're like, who is that fresh fresh, water, fresh blood in the water it's fresh meat fresh meat it's like blood in the water that's what i'd always say in tahoe it's like yeah because maui was bad too for a minute but like everyone in, like tahoe was like sharks I'll, and yes and more power to the boys and the girls like everyone's doing their thing but yeah i do remember working at uh like showing up to chambers you were work- i think you might have been working my first day and stuff but chambers landing is if anyone wants a summer job and you're yes. and you're like anywhere in your twenties, teaching, whatever, you go to like Tahoe in the summer and you're making a shit ton of money for them. What you're yes. doing. That's for sure. Good money. Like sunny side, chambers, Swiss Lakewood, um, anything like that. Yes. And you just look at the lake. It's really, it's a vibe. For oh, sure. I mean, the amount of times I catch Maddie fucking looking out at the lake, just lost in transit. Thought. <laughs> I know. Maddie, snap Seriously. out of it, kid. Snap out of it. <laughs> got, about, True. got about 150 people in this building right now. We got- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, seriously. And that place was a Oh my God. What, what, um, yes. what have you been up to up there in Tahoe? What's life been looking like for you? Life's been good. I actually have been plotting my migration Uh-oh. away. She's leaving, folks. From, I know. I don't want to like say anything. You know, sometimes you say too much too soon, oh. and then it doesn't oh. unfold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. But I've <laughs> been there. Sure do. Been there. But it 
so since you've left, I feel it's sort of been business as usual, but Celeste and I did move out of the Tahoma house Yeah, no. because Tahoma, for those listening, it's pretty tucked away down the west side of Tahoe and it's not central to anything. You are driving to Tahoma, you're driving from Tahoma and I was there for two and a half years and I was just done. I needed to be around people more. And so I just moved into the Valley, Squaw Valley, Olympic Valley, home of the 1969 Winter Olympics. <laughs> just the same, the same year we went to the moon for all you listening. Yes. <laughs> Olympics in exactly. Tahoe, moon landing, supposedly. <laughs> they, they, actually, they, they actually took the pictures of the moon landing at Squaw Valley. <laughs> they, they did. I heard the same thing. That was the moon landing of 1969. Was in Squaw Might be behind your house. Shout now out. you're like living with like six, seven people. Oh yes, it's like back to I'm one of six. It's back to the college days, oh, except a little bit more refined because everyone's an adult and clean, and it's a good vibe. Yeah, I love that. It's a uh, you. It is. Fitz, Leon, Celeste, yeah. Megan Hurley. Pearls, yep, yep. And then Car- bang, Pearls, bang, love her. Bang, 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 <laughs> bang. That's, what I, that's Megan Hurley for you. I love that girl. She's awesome. I, I know. I love that you just said that. That's what, the Niners just yeah, won. Yeah, she was probably saying I, that all night. Yeah, she was Shout so out nice. Hurley. I fucking love that girl. Shout out Hurley, yes. And then um, Caroline. Caroline. Another homie that I met through Hurley. Yeah. So it's four girls, two boys, which also is kind of nice. It's a good little mix up. The ratio is firing. Yeah. How do you, I mean, going from living with like, just say like, cause you, a boyfriend to then two roommates to now five roommates. How do you kind of navigate all that? Like the, there's, that's a lot of big personalities <laughs> in one household and no offense. I know. I, like, ha- I can't imagine. <laughs> I hide sometimes in my room. (laughs) (laughs) You have to. You have to. You have to. Not because I don't love everyone, but I feel like sometimes I can't that I can't give that much energy to that many people. Or, but it is nice. It's nice too that the house we live in. It's really beautiful, and the downstairs has its own little separate living space Mm -hmm. and a kitchenette, which is where I live. So it's nice in that I can come into the yeah. house and go in there and go to my room and I don't necessarily have to socialize if I don't want yeah. to. And similar with the three upstairs, like they go upstairs, they have their space up there. It is the upstairs is more the main area of the house. So everyone does congregate yeah. there, but I feel like that happens more on the weekends or at night, not so much throughout the week right during the day which is standard but everyone's grown which is nice because if you did that you throw me in there with five of the boys our girls at 21 things Mm, i know yeah so different we got another three guys on (laughs) that couch like the the couch is pulled out we got two guys living there at 21 yes people are up yeah people are up to ski snowboard all the time yeah you get like eight hours of sleep in a week no, I'm yes. Just no, thanks. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. Uh, where? So you're in Olympic so, Valley. What's? Are you like right on the base? Kind of. We're really close. We're like we can see 
the, the slopes from our spot easily. Dream. You, I know you can walk, except admittedly, I've become a little bit spoiled, I feel like, because I, I mean, same as you, I went from never before having been on skis, a snowboard. This was, I did not have access to this growing up. And so coming here, it was a huge shift and I learned how to snowboard and I loved it. And we had the huge winter last winter. I was going all the time. And this winter, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's exactly. I have put in some time and there's not a lot of snow. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'll just do my yoga and hang out. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't need, need to go all. ride. I, that's how it was yes. last year. We, it, like, we had the big, this big year last year, like second biggest ever in Tahoe. And I was just like, you remember, I was like, I'm good. I do not. I yes. think I went eight times last year in the biggest winter. I was, yes. And that's also because I'm not a powder guy. Like, I just can't do it. I didn't learn to ski in powder. And then when I got there, I'm like, this fucking sucks. Yes. It's it's a whole different it's a whole different ball game when you're in deep powder. Yeah, I was trying you're to get out working. of the house so fat like so much last mm -hmm. winter. I was like hey. I have a question. Was it I was thinking about this too when Jared left, was it only a matter of time for you? Yeah, 100%. Leaving? 100%. <laughs> yeah, Jared Friday is was the glue for me in Tahoe. Um Yes. So like with me and Jared's relationship, it was like you had someone that was always down to do what you like to do and you never needed to do more than who you were. Like it was a very comfortable friendship. We could sit there and just chill on our phones, whatever. And he lived right across the street. He always liked the golf and it was always a good time. And I knew he never expected X, Y, and Z as a friend. And when he left, I was like, all right, now who's always going to be down? Like, and I did find that like Zach Zalarek and a couple other guys out there. And I mean, our friend group was really cool as well. Like more so like who you're, you like hung out with. Um, it just wasn't never, I knew it wasn't going to be home forever. And the combo of like Jared leaving my super healthy situationship and and uh, the Tahoe winner last year, just kind of the trifecta just <laughs> got me. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah, I was like, okay, like I just couldn't, it just wasn't it anymore. And I love everyone there. I love Tahoe, love who I met, but like where I wanted to be, I don't know, I needed to pivot in life for a minute and see if mm -hmm. there's more out there. Who knows? I couldn't, I would never say Tahoe's out of the picture because life was very, I mean, easy there for eight months out of the year. The other four months is kind of brutal, but I wouldn't mind going. Back I feel for the a minute, same. But it's weird. And I, yes. I don't really like, I love the, the people obviously, but I never got like too deep of connections there besides a very select few people like you, Celeste, Jared, Billy, Carly, mm -hmm. Like, and there's some others trickled in there, but I never had like too deep of connections. I think a lot of that was because I didn't want, I didn't feel like I wanted to either after coming from Maui and building those deep connections and then leaving, you're kind of like, mm -hmm. fuck, like those are some, some of my best people in my life. And now they're 
4,000 miles away. And I don't know if I wanted to do that again, so to speak, with everyone up there totally. because there's just a lot. Friend group is big in Tahoe and it just, there's a lot of people that come come and go and in and out and it's hard to dig deep with everyone. You're really good at it. You're a big energy or like, you're like diving into shit really deep. And yes. I respect like, that. <laughs> yes. Like tell me everything totally. But I do feel similarly in that it, I have known it's not home and I sort of just stumbled upon it stumbled upon staying here. I was only meant to stay for a few weeks and that was literally three years ago and I feel similarly where I need to pivot and see what else is out there because you can always come back here. Always, always. Yeah. But it is small and I, I want more. I'll say it. I want more for my life. Yeah. And it's and that's okay. Like it's okay to have that realization because if the people that stay, it is like perfect. It's a great place. Like and I if they can fulfill their cup there. I mean, I'm kind of jealous of them. Like, I wish I could have did it and just been like, yeah, I'll shovel snow for 13 hours a day. <laughs> but I like, I really appreciate the people that lo love Tahoe and really appreciate and take care of it because yes. they're a special breed of people and the world needs more people like, the world needs more communities like Tahoe and the West Shore for sure. Yes, absolutely. The community is everything. I have found even most recently, especially being a yoga teacher up here, the community is so dense and there are so many great people that you keep connecting with over mm -hmm. and over again, which is special because you don't get that everywhere. Yeah. You don't get it in a big city. You see like the same people in certain areas, but you're just another number, you know? Yes. You're, you're a, what is it? Like a, a role character or something like that. You're like a side character, a sim, yeah, I'm a sim. an N yeah, I'm a and non-player, an NPR, yeah, or NPC, non-player, non. -player, non yes. I don't know. Yes. I'm like, okay, this yes. is cool. Non-player character, mm -hmm. yes. Like these people are not real. Yeah, where did you come from? And in Tahoe, yes. like being like small, like you said, you kind of, I I don't know how you handled your breakup so well when I saw you, like when I first met you. Um, yes because when i was like i couldn't do it like after the whole healthy situation ship that i was in i just was like so overseeing the same like that girl driving yes. down the street and like caring about whatever i'm like dude this is too small for me right now totally dealing with it was... yeah how'd you deal with the breakup in a small community and especially within your friend group yes i mean it is i feel even still it's an evolution of sorts, but I feel like I, that was a hard time in my life for sure. I think that I definitely had to get super vulnerable with a lot of people quickly and say, Hey, this is what I'm going through and I need help now. And I've never really had to be so vocal about my own struggles because our relationship was not healthy. It was very toxic. And up until that point, I have thought I have it all figured out. Yeah. I'll never let anyone treat me badly. I yeah, and and I did. And it was it was a trip for me to sort of come out of the relationship and in hindsight realize 
wow, that was so detrimental to my mental health. And I'd up until that point, I'd been working really hard to get to a good place. So coming out, I was like, okay, I have to be vulnerable with people. I have to tell them what I'm going through. And I think that was the biggest thing, just being open and honest, because if you're speaking your truth, no one, people can disagree or say, I don't believe you. But if I am putting forth the truthful energy from myself, like there's nothing anyone can say that will touch me sort of. It's like, well, I'm being truthful. So believe what you want or say what you want, but I'm going to keep being me. And I did. I just kept trekking along, focusing, which everyone says, focus on yourself. And But I did. I poured into myself and I also tried to pour into friendships that made me feel good and spend my time with people that made me feel good. And I avoided the hell out of him. I just avoided, I laid low. I think where you and I differ, like, I think you're sometimes you want to be social. Maybe you want to go out, you want to go get a drink somewhere where I can just stay home. (laughs) I will. I'm like, Oh, he'll be there. Not going to the function. I'm good. Like I'll just take a bath and hang out. Yeah. That is definitely very true when it comes to us. I'm, I'm definitely like, FOMO maybe, or then kind of wanted to show face, see what's up, you know? Yes, kinda. totally. I have, I have JOMO, the joy of missing out. Literally. I'd be like, Maddie, you going to this tonight? And you're like upstairs like, no. I'm like, <laughs> all right. I was like, I think all your friends are going, but yeah, no worries. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Shoot. See you later. Yes. <laughs> When you were like going, doing that breakup, you said that you're kind of like, you wouldn't go to certain spots and stuff like that. Did it create any, cause in your friend group, did it create any like dynamics or were your friends? I think most of your friends were like, I'm not, we're not choosing sides here. It's just is what it is. Cause we're grown. Totally. Totally. Yes. A lot of people wanted to stay out of it, which I respect. Yeah, I think as we that's should. always. Yes, I think that that is a, unless it's, you know, directly involving you, you can take a step back. I do think that there's ways to also just offer support. And also, I think the girls really stepped up in my life and were able to show up and be there for me and be listeners to me venting. But it was an interesting dynamic because a lot of the friends I made up here were through him. Right which is a trip. And then they became my friends. Yeah. And they remained my friends. And that, which like shout out to them because it's like it that when that happens there's that, there's usually like back 8 years ago there might be a divide when we're all younger of like oh, I'm choosing Maddie's side, I'm choosing his side, like whatever and it's like no, we're grown. Like you guys didn't work cool. Like I didn't I loved you guys each individually anyways and that's fine. And if you guys yes. want to be friends with someone, with him or with me, cool. If not, no yes. worries. We're going to keep moving. Life's still going. Life is still life. life. So True. It we're is. going to keep pushing here. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Does your ex still live in Tahoe? No. Bye. <laughs>
He gone. <laughs> okay, well, at least you, uh, at least you don't have to deal with that anymore. Exactly, and that she's honestly, going out felt... a little bit more now, folks. She's going yes. out a little bit more. <laughs> yes, and honestly, when I knew he left, I did feel a lot safer being here, which is kind of a testament to the dysfunction of our relationship. So yeah. I, um, I hope my ex-girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, that's kind of wild. I hope she feels like a lot less stressful than now that I'm gone as well. Cause I was, I'm sure I was so stressed out when I would be in Tahoe the last like five months. It was, yeah, that's valid. It was brutal. You remember those conversations with me? Oh Yeah. Oh, yes. I was... Uh, we would hash it out, hash it out in the living room. Yes. And you, you'd be you'd be sitting on the couch. I'd be standing at the counter what? having life talks. I literally would just be like, I don't get it. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm doing this. And then like four days later, I'm like, hey, I went over there. And you're like, yep. you're like why? <laughs> I'm like, like, cut it off. I'm like, I don't know. That's the one that's hard for people, though. I, I get it because I feel like it's when you actually cut it off, like the energetic tie is broken. It feels very final. And I feel a lot of people, especially in our day and age of texting and social media, and you're not only seeing people in real life, but you're seeing their name on your screen mm -hmm. when you're checking your phone, it, it keeps you sort of coming back and you don't know why it's like a drug almost. Yeah. Oh, been deleted for a year now. <laughs> it's been deleted for Good. all of it, but you're sober. Yeah. yeah I'm so sober king. Um, <laughs> I wait, what? speaking of your sober journey, I want to hear about that. I mean, have I been thinking about a beer? Maybe. Have I been thinking about a little whiskey on the rocks? Maybe. But it's been good. I honestly haven't been. It's so cliche and all these like videos out there of dry January people doing it. I haven't even been like I've been out with friends. I've been having fun. I went to a couple basketball games, went on a couple of dates. Yes, I am dating in Charlotte. Um, and it's been sober and it's been good. Like I, I'm way more you know, obviously coherent about like, and like yes. <laughs> conscious about what I'm saying and how I'm like giving my energy to somebody and just having a good time and being more confident, like within who you are. Cause I read something, this is not saying that I will not be having a drink on Friday. That's for sure. I might have, <laughs> I, I probably will, but I don't really have a want for it anymore. And it's kind of cool. And I just thinking about like, how cool would it be? be like, yeah, I'm a year sober. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Kind of. it's pretty, pretty cool. And, and just like how maybe my life will change. Like the whole, like sleeping better has happened, but like you kind of find at first you find something else to like fill the void. I mean, not like as in drugs or anything, but just like some people go to sugar. Some people go to like whatever different stuff I've had. Taco Bell like four times this month, which I usually don't do. So that's been my guilty pleasure. So don't love that for me. So I haven't really seen the whole body transformation yet, but we're getting there. We're getting it, there. The kid's just trucking along one step at a time. Yes, I'm proud of you. I feel you. I've been 
alcohol sober for a while. Yeah, you, and you really have. Yes. I, I, I have a glass of red wine on Christmas. It was nice. I, in Costa Rica, I had like a drink or two, but I do not crave it at all. And it has totally, it has shifted my life. And it also has made me realize the role that alcohol used to play in my life total like depressive for me it would make me feel confident in social settings I realized oh I have really bad social anxiety really bad and it would help me and so and I feel like I filled the void for a little bit with weed which is not great for social anxiety either because I would smoke weed and then go out and be like everyone knows I'm high (laughs) this is weird (laughs) But, but overall, I feel so much better. And like you said, the sleep, the body stuff, it all sort of starts to like crystallize. And I think why I don't, I don't want to go back to it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's something I, I enjoy. I mean, I, for a long time in my life, I was getting after it. Yes. boy was having oh. the time. Of course. <laughs> I do being being from the Midwest, I do love how beer tastes. Yeah. I love a beer. Like I'll even sometimes drink an NA beer just because I love the taste. I'm like, you can take the girl out of the Midwest, but you can't take the Midwest out of the Seriously. girl. There yeah. you know, and I I have um you know, got some mushrooms, so I will be doing those for sure if, love and i think everyone should do mushrooms to be honest microdose mushrooms one time and tell me you're not happy yes yes absolutely. if you're not happy on microdosing on mushrooms you need to go see a doctor and that's okay <laughs> that's okay that's okay i actually did a mushroom cacao ceremony recently Where? oh good that, that, that. in tahoe really and yes, a woman put it about. on. I, I know a woman, a woman put it on and I got invited by a friend and we had cacao and you put a gram of powdered like psilocybin mushrooms oh, okay. in it, like, drink it. Yes. And then you, it was a whole like breath work thing. So you start with an exercise where you're staring at your partner. So me and the friend who invited me, we're sitting there, we're staring at each other. And this intimate. is when, yes, very intimate. And the mushrooms kind of start, you could kind of start feeling them a little bit, but it's such a, a low dosage to where you're not necessarily tripping yeah, out. It's more meant to, yes. And it's a medicine. It's meant to open you up and make you feel things that maybe have been locked away. And so we're doing this exercise. We're staring at each other and we're trying not to laugh. And the woman, the facilitator, she's so great. She's like, if you laugh, it's okay. Like let whatever emotion you feel come up. She's like, give it 90 seconds and then let it like move on from it. And then, so we're like sitting there like trying not to laugh at oh, each I'm other. Oh, I'm dying and, laughing for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We're like, like just staring at each other and, and looking at someone in the eyes for five minutes, your friend, you, it's, it's a trip in and of itself yeah. and having the the medicine you're like whoa and then we did these breathing exercises where you're you're breathing in a certain way to fill up your belly fill up your chest exhale and it Maddie Maddie were you in a illuminati meeting 
<laughs> right before this. <laughs> I'm just tapping into the natural healing that. space. That's all. I, yes. And it was good. Did you it see into so the depths good. of your friend's soul? Who is your friend that you're with? I'm going to have to call her and make sure she's okay. So the cacao mushroom extravaganza that you did, the little ritual. Um, who's yes. the friend that you're with and whose eyes do I do I need to look at for five minutes? <laughs> Her name's Tara. She's amazing. Sounds She's like, act- she sounds like she has she has brown eyes. Blue. They're blue. Dang it. That's what I was going to guess. <laughs> Wouldn't that be bad if I didn't didn't know the color even though I stared at them? Yes. She's great. And she, her and I actually became friends because through some of the guys who live up here, they she grew up with them in, in Auburn. Uh, I heard about yes. Tara. Yeah. Yeah. And she moved back here and we were acquaintances. We were friends. She was one of those people instantly. We, I just got really vulnerable with her, real with her. We clicked and then she came to Burning Man with us. And I had thought, I had Uh-oh, thought, Burning Man. <laughs> I had thought that I was just going to, Obviously, there's a million people at Burning Man, but I thought that I was going with my little squad of guys, and I was worried because it was going to be Mads and the boys. I'm like, geez. And Tara ended up coming, and she made my burn. It was so great. We were two little bad bitches on our bikes together. Oh, yes. What is yes. It? Okay, so Burning Man, in my, in my eyes, I know you guys have went. I know you went a couple times. Yeah, it might be lifers at this point. The burns, I don't know if it scares me because there's so many people or I can't like shot. I've just got, got to be out there for a whole week. I don't know what it is, but it kind of scares the kid. Yeah. What's your experience? What's your, like, what's your sell me on Burning Man? Okay. It, I can do that. Like, I feel like yeah. it is. Yeah. I, I understand first and foremost, those feelings. I think that. For me, it is a place where people join together to basically create whatever they want. And I feel it's a place where humans are given a blank canvas to do whatever they want. And what people can come up with is so beautiful, amazing, silly, like there, you never know what to expect there. There's people, it's like being in a city, but you're in the desert. Yeah, there's no and everyone, like, rules. I mean, there's rules, but there's not like, you're just there no, for a week. A million yes, people. Just, there's like eight, how many people go? 80,000 people? I think so. I could be wrong. You have to fact check me on that because I don't know. Okay. Tons of people though. It's huge. And it is you you live by the 10 principles which as a burner i should know them but one of them is um like basically like gifting is a huge thing there there's no currency so anything that anyone brings or sh- it's you're all just sharing it with each other um there's like civic responsibility so like you as a civilian of this city are meant to take care of your environment and take care of the people around you. Um, leave no trace. We actually, you go out there, everything gets erected. It's crazy. And then you leave and you clean everything up. Every it's last like no one was speck, there. 
of dust. Yes. And I, you know, those final days, final days during strike, which is when you take everything down, like this past year, I was on my hands and knees in the dust, like picking things out of like our campsites, little area square. Yes. Area. And it's, it is, it is a trip out there. It is cool though. Yeah. I, I feel like I've said this what? on the podcast before. Did you, I don't know if you heard the podcast about the burn. My boy Seamus on the second episode went to the burn and uh, my old roommate in Tahoe, she fell in love out there with a French boy, I believe. You said that. I yeah. love that. I did fall in love with a French boy. You know that what was... I realized? Yeah, I'll tell the story, but I, I realized that like I love foreign people because I think that it's the language barrier that gets me. It feels almost poetic. Yeah. Because we can't, it's, we're not, there's like something there and it's not that it's blocking anything, but it's just so alluring to me. It feels like when they're speaking English, they're, speaking poetry and i'm like oh yeah i feel yes. like there was a time in your life where you had like three or four like not three or four but like three four months where like you meet someone and they weren't they were from another country yes and we're like oh of course another one yes another i attract one. that i give off that energy but yes my first burn i did fall in love and which now in hindsight, now that I've got two burns under my belt, is falling in love at the burn a rookie, rookie move? Maybe. Um, well, everyone's happy because, at the burn. Yes, you're in a utopia. And me and this guy, we saw each other on like the first day or second day. And immediately I thought, oh my God, he is so cute. And he was staying at a camp that I had friends at. So I also frequented frequented. A, that a word frequented that camp yeah. as well so I saw, it is now yeah it is now so whatever we it was just typical saw each other from across the room i made eye contact because i feel like in maddie speak that's hey saying what's up if i you know make of course, eye contact. A, wom a woman who expects us to know that <laughs> for all those listening now you know um yeah. and wear sunglasses and, at the bar Yes, he came over. He came over to me right away and and started talking to me. He had a French accent. It was done. It was game over. Oh, that's all you need. Like, oh. And so from then on out, we kind of for the rest of the week we would sort of cross paths and then one morning he came to look for me at my camp. And oh. yes, and at Burning Man, there's no cell service. There's really no way to communicate with people. You're not texting, where are you at or anything like that. It's kind of no. cute because sometimes people will leave you notes on your like tent door or by your stuff. I love that. Yes. Like I was here at this time. I'm going here. Find me. So anyways, he came looking for me one morning and I thought, oh, you like me. And... <laughs> And then I know. And then the next day, because also time out there doesn't, it doesn't feel real. I, I always, always have been there twice, but I feel like it's so, I'm out there for so much longer than I really am. The days feel so long. Well, you're at, you're up for the whole day and night basically too. Yes. So. Yes, like, exactly. You're just awake. 
just stimulated trying to do all the things. Yeah. This past burn, I actually slept. A, I got my rest a lot more and I had a much more fruitful burning man than I did the first year. The first year I was definitely more party focused, yeah. music focused. And this past one, I was way more into like finding art and yoga, also partying my fair share. Don't get it twisted, but yes. Going out there for a reason. Yeah. One of them will be the party. Yes, of course. But so anyways, Hugo and I ended up spending, Oh, I didn't mean to say his name. <gasps> Is that bad? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, if he hears this in France and shoots, I'm doing a great job. <laughs> So, so you you met the, fr- the French boy's name is Hugo Hugo Suave. Yes, yes. And oh my god, all my secrets. I'll never remember. I'll never forget when I you get home from the burn. Jared, best friend Jared, was your roommate at the time. And yes. I look out the. I live across the street. I look out the door and I see a fucking RV in yes. your guys' driveway. I okay. call Jared. Yes. I call yes. Jared right away. Jared, what the hell is in your driveway? He goes, bro, you'll never guess this. <laughs> fucking maddie brought home three french people or three foreign people i forgot what he said and they're just staying here for like a week i was like i was like bro are you fucking serious he goes yeah she's like fell in love or something it's fucking crazy I, I did. He's like, dude me jared he wasn't up he wasn't mad he was just like fuck man i'm like these guys hugo and peter and he just whatever their names were he's yes like, they're in my camper my front yard like what am i doing yes <laughs> yes oh my god yes because we so we we hung out a lot and then at the end all the homies were like we're gonna leave on monday or something and i'm like okay great and then celeste who i rode in with she's like i'm it's like saturday she's like i'm getting out of here and i'm like okay i'm gonna stay i'll hitch a ride home with someone else and then I'm out bebopping. I come back. My whole campsite, everyone's packing up and my, my duffel bag and my pillow are just sitting there on the plyo floor. And I'm looking no. around like, what? I'm like, where's everyone going? They're like, we got to get out of here. And I'm like, I'm staying. I don't want to leave yet. And so then my French boyfriend and his friends said, oh, we were thinking about going to Tahoe after the burn. I said, great. Can I come with you guys? in your RV and you can park it in my driveway. And that's just what happened. And they stayed for, I think four days after Burning Man. And yes. And we just had a love fest and I feel like I love, I wasn't, it was a love bubble. I was just, it was like burning post Burning Man coming down. You you were like, thought you were in a, you were living a movie. You thought you were like a little, the notebook. Ryan Gosling, whoever the other chick is. Yes. There and this is my just... storybook ending. But it yes. wasn't a storybook ending. Folks. It was not. It was not. Our buddy um... Hugo was <laughs> different we... girls in different area codes. Different countries, <laughs> yes. this guy. This guy's international playboy. <laughs> he is a playboy. What a fella. But yeah, he... So we chatted for a bit after... The burn via the gram texting whatever and about and we sort of made tentative plans to see each other again and that's why i'm thinking oh, this nice. is for real yes 
salt's but always tr- nice. Try, trying to put some concrete plans out there. I was going to Mexico. I'm like, come to Mexico. He's like, yeah. Like, you know, so we're, things are progressing. And then he called me and said, this is like a month and a half after Burning Man. We're still talking every day, all day. He calls me up. He's like, I have to tell you something. I said, what? And he said, I have a girlfriend. And I said, okay. And he said, Ooh. we've been together. <laughs> he said, we've been together for three years. I said, okay. And he said, and she's coming here tomorrow to live with me. Cause he left from America to go to Buenos Aires to live there for a little bit. And I, I was a little bit shook by that because I had thought, wait, did you really what? think then, like that was ever going to work out though? Let's be honest here. I mean, the in the moment, great. yes, I was naive. Like, yes. He's here. I'm there. Am I going to move? Maybe. I mean, maybe, no. maybe, but no, it, it was never. That, that's work heartbroken out. though. That, I mean, it kind of, kind of, Breaks the heart yes. a little bit. It, it it broke my heart. And he said, Maybe. you know, we're he said, we're in an open relationship. And I'm just like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Does she know about me? Like, does does she know nah. that we've formed this emotional connection even more so than any like sort of physical? Like we've only known each other for a little bit of time, but we're talking all the time. Like there's mm-hmm. emotions attached. And that actually, that whole thing really taught me a lot about just honesty in general and being open with people. Yes. And I'm like, hmm, like, that's a big thing that if you would have told me that from the start, I would have moved so differently throughout the Burning yeah. Man and everything else. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. We live, we learn. I still love him dearly and i think we'll always be friends to some capacity yeah like i have friends like that where i like i can call them that like i might have had former really like relationship with but it was for a short period of time but i'll like call them like check in and of course they all like are now engaged or married or whatever because that's yes. what happens after you date jake bauer so it's like, it's like the, <laughs> it's the, the it's, jake bauer it's the curse evolution. Yeah, it's literally you're if you need to get engaged, married, or have a baby, if you need a baby, you have me move in with you and then I'm there for like a month and then I don't know, something in the air happens where your wife's like, I don't want you fucking acting like this guy, so put a baby in me. Let's go. And then, and then the other half is like, Oh yeah, I'm just like a little date me and then you're like married or in like a fucking five year long relationship. It's it's pretty hilarious. I'm actually okay with it. <laughs> like, it's been pretty funny. Just looking back, I'm like, damn, every girl is after I date them. It's like locked in. What? Yes. And maybe, I, I don't what... know. Maybe I need, maybe I need to, I don't actually, I don't want to, I don't want to dive into that. Okay. We don't have to. I was going to say. Cause it, I know you got something me. going on. <laughs> it, it reminded me of this pattern that I have where I will date a guy or start not even date but just there's interest there on both ends and but I have dated guys before been with guys before where everything's going good and then they have a girlfriend whether it be in an open relationship or not they're cheating and I'm I've oftentimes it's happened at least like five or six 
yes. And I'm like, what? I don't want to be the side chick. But it's like, not like I know that I'm the side chick. I don't know I'm the side chick. And then I find out and I'm like, are you kidding me? Jake, one time I dated this guy from the golf course that I worked at. He was 20 years older than me. And we, yeah, he was, he was actually 19 years older than me. He looked so cute though. And I hit on him and I. He was salt and pepper, George Clooney, like No, no salt and what? pepper. Like he looked youthful. I thought he was like 35 and he was like 42 or something. And at the time oh. I was 23. Um and I hit on him. I asked him out cuz we had a really good conversation and he gave me his contact info for something job related and I said, oh, "Hey, let's let's get dinner." And he said, "Yes." And so we dated for we went on like three or four dates. I would see him at the golf course, riding around in the, you know, the Bev cart. And then yeah, COVID. Yeah, freaky dicky. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not well on the clock. Never on the clock. But I, <laughs> I, COVID happened and it sort of just fizzled out because I was like, where is this really going? Like, I'm 23. I'm not staying in Illinois. And he's still, like, so, he's like still far from retirement too. So it's like. Yeah, he's got a couple totally. years from retirement. So it's like if he was closer to retirement, then maybe. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> When's that pension kick in? But then yeah, he, so then it kind of died out, and he like reached back out to me when I went back to work, and I at that point I was kind of over it, mm-hmm. and the version of myself then was I feel way more avoidant with situations like that. I sort of was like, oh, if I just ignore him, he'll like go away. He did not go away. He wrote me this really heartfelt handwritten note, basically saying he has all these feelings for me, but he's been in a relationship for 11 years. I said, sir, excuse me? Excuse me? And but to come to find sir. out, he... Sir? <laughs> sir? Excuse me. <laughs> He owned a house with this woman and he had an apartment in the city because the apartment in the city is where he would take me, where we would go out. And he had this whole house with this woman in the suburbs. And I find all this out after I start like talking about it with some of the other members at the golf course. I'm like, you guys, what the hell? They're like, yeah, you didn't know this? I'm like, what? So yeah, that was that was honestly a big like that was a wake up call for me because it kind of shows you what life look like. Life that's actually real and does happen in life, and you're just a part yes. of it at this point. Yes, like, and I'm like, I don't like, want to. Yeah, you don't want to be part of it, but it's like you no. hear about the guys or girls like it's like oh yeah, I have an apartment in the city and I live in the suburbs. It's like this is why they have that apartment in the city. Yes. <laughs> Bring over the hot little 23-year-old Beth Cart girl. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, he, he must, we moved he, he on mu- from that. He was probably like an Aries or something. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> he probably was an Aries. Uh, I do you love an Aries. Are you, are you still into the whole uh, Zodiac astrology oh, thing? Oh, yes, of course. Of course. And What made I you get remember- into this? When did you start doing astrology stuff? Like, have you always know. been doing this or was it like a- no. after you, after you met John at the golf course, you're like, I need, I need no, I'm like, I need, I need, I need answers. 
I feel like I started to get into it just as like, I mean, it is, it's a hobby. It's an interest. I wouldn't say it is my like, you know, faith, faith. It yeah, is sort know, of a religion. Word, no, that's, that's because I was like, it kind of is religious. It's, it's one of the oldest, I don't know, interpretations of life that there is, but I feel like in recent years, I've gotten way, way, way more into it. Um, and I feel like I started to pick up on patterns in people and be able to recognize, okay, this person is a cancer. This is how they are. You, Jake, you're a cancer, a crab. The I, symbol is the crab. I am a cancer. You are a cancer sun because it's all different. So the, like the sun was in cancer when you were born the moon was in something else when you were born. And all of that is determined by time, place, um, and something else. I can't, I don't know. But it's so okay. that's why, that's okay. But anyways, so all the planets play a role in the makeup of who you are. We traditionally just know ourselves the most as our sun signs. So I'm a Libra sun. And I feel okay. like a lot of that res resonates with me, but my moon sign is Aquarius and that also resonates a lot. And I feel like you, a cancer sun, that's sort of like your outward projection to the world. And I think Yo, it's pretty tried and true. You, I feel, <laughs> I feel like you, you have a hard exterior. You do, you, you come off as, you know, calm, cool, collected, but then when given, when someone's given the opportunity to tap into your more intuitive world, you are so like just introspective and reflective and you're able to, I feel, get very real, boil down the emotions and be vulnerable, but you got to crack into it. It doesn't, you're, you're not, that's not just who you are. Yeah. It takes, a, it takes a little bit of coaxing. I feel like you, you like your, you can, you tend to be, you're not a homebody, but I feel like you do like your space. You like to just go be in the room. This is also just a reflection of, from living with you. Right. You, you know, like, you, yeah, like you can just go hang in your room, kind of like close off the world if you need to. But then when you're ready to be social, you're, you're coming out the gates. You're, you're ready. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. That, I mean, it's pretty spot on. That's really, I mean, that's definitely true. Obviously you've seen it. You live with me. It's yes. I want to do your reading for my birthday. Yes. From my birthday okay, book. I love this. And and I can't wait for the next time I meet a girl at the bar because I always tell them like Zodiac sign and they're always like, I always tell them a different one. And they're always like, oh, all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Leo. I'm like, I knew it. The way that you blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, <laughs> like 10 minutes later, I'm like, I'm so about the Leo thing. I'm a cancer. <laughs> Look at my ID. And they're like, <laughs> You would do that. You are a cancer. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay now. <laughs> okay. You're trolling. You're yeah. Trolling girl. You're charismatic. You're charismatic. You must be a Capricorn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, 
the generic things that girls say about it. Like, if you want to dig deep and give me like some real shit, like you do, do it. But don't don't tell me that you knew what I was at the bar. You've known. Yeah, I said hello. Yes, yes. The way you said like, hello, you must be from the Midwest <laughs> and uh, a Libra. A Libra. They knew. Yeah. I'm like, was it my okay. eyes? Must <laughs> gave it away. Okay, July 18th. Are you ready? Yeah, kind of. Su- I mean, I feel like these are long. How long I can, is it? I can, I can sum it up. Yeah, sum it up because I think I. What it, book are you reading out of? The birthday book. It's not. Oh, it. Okay. It's what your birthday reveals about you. Uh, give me a synopsis. But, I don't know if I love this for the viewers do- out here because they're all gonna get the, the cheat code. Unlimited okay, ammo. I know. Unlimited ammo. It's okay. It'll be good. It says, <clears throat> crabs born on this day are deeply emotional and more likely to be motivated by feelings than ideas. Even so, your practical and intuitive senses are so keen that you usually find yourself out in front of the crowd at the end of the day. You are so tactful, agreeable, and affable that it's difficult to know where you really stand on any issue. Oh, Okay. <laughs> That's true. I don't like telling people how I really feel about some shit. You're like, I'll keep this to myself. It says, you're so impressionable and open to suggestion that you seem to change with the wind. However, your flexibility often proves to be your best asset. I feel you're very flexible. You go with the I'm flow. Chameleon. chameleon. Yes. Which is really, really great. It. It also says, while others remain wedded to outmoded dreams, you move on to new and better things. I okay. feel we can okay. See that. We Tahoe can see to that. Charlotte. See ya. Yeah. See you later. It says, you possess a naturally sympathetic and compassionate nature. Kind-hearted and diplomatic, you go out of your way to not offend people. You are imaginative and artistic. And more than anything else, you need to develop an outlet for your creativity. Hence podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and full circle. We're here. And we're back to the podcast. Welcome back to the Bauer Hour, folks. And that was our first reading of the day. <laughs> nice. Wait, there's one more part about matters of the heart. It says. Uh-oh. In matters of the love? heart. Tell me if I find lady, love. Do I find love? Ladies, listen up. Listen up. You are an idealistic dreamer, and romance is rarely very far from your thoughts. Without a partner to share your life, you may retreat into your rich fantasy world where love always rules. That, I mean, I, ho- I'm a hopeless romantic, that's for sure, and I am yes. single. And <laughs> have I thought about love lately? I have. Are you calling next- that in? I don't know. I'm trying to like, you know, if it comes, it comes. It's just I don't want to force anything because then you get in a bad relationship. There's something that's yes. convenient. I've been there. I've been in the convenient relationship, and um, mm-hmm. we all we all saw how that went down. And I don't need to do that again. Yep. I learned from that one. Shout out to her. Yes. Thanks for t- thanks for teaching me a thing or two. The lessons. I actually had a friend the other day. We were talking, and she said, "Maddie, do you want?" A relationship do you want kids and I said yeah I mean I'm down I'm like I'm open I'm not looking and then I said but I've realized in recent months that 
sometimes you have to be so intentional about dating and finding someone because if it is something you want, you have to sort of put in the work just like everything else. Mm -hmm. I told her that and she's like, yeah, you seem a little wishy-washy about the whole thing. Like, and and I'm like, okay, call me out, call me out. Cause I am, I'm like, well, I don't know if that's what I want right now. Like, like you said, I'm like, I don't want to just settle, but where is the line between settling and like, working for yes 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 or like going too far deep yes and i think like that's a big like thing going on right now in the world in my opinion is people get dived way too deep way too fast and we're like dating and they put like the expectations like yeah like at some point you're going to be dating with intention right and that's completely fine like i'm not just dating just to date and like hook up or like i'm like 30 years old need to we're dating we're gonna date and see if i'm wondering if i can build something with you build a foundation but it's hard to find a balance of like still having fun not hard to find a balance of still having fun but it's like okay let's see if i can have fun with you if i can't have fun with you can't laugh with you then i that's just it we're not gonna date anymore but i feel like a lot of people are in like this whole circle of dating where it's like super quick, super, we're spending every fucking day with each other and they're not like enjoying life anymore. They like are known each other for two months and they've been dating for two months and they're like hand in hand everywhere they go and like talking about their future together. And it's like, at what point, I don't just see how that's like normal or like you put so much pressure on a relationship or a date to you kind of scare off people that way, in my opinion. I just don't get it. Totally. I get that. I know. And it's like, where's the line between let's just take the pressure let's... off and just yeah. have a good time. We don't need to be so serious so soon. But there is an element of, okay, when like when do yeah, you yeah. get so serious? Like where yeah, when like, is it? I I'm still hanging out with you because I can see a future with you. Yes, exactly. When can I say that to you? And if yes. anyone knows the answer, fucking slide in my DMs and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Because the kids yes. just have me. And, and it's weird, too, dating in the city. There's so many people. Um, you know, I, do, I was on the apps for a minute. Still am every once in a while when I get bored. But this hasn't been like a front <laughs> front thing in my mind lately. It hasn't been like a – I got just an, an, another – It's on the back burner. Yeah, yeah, you're – Yes. And like, I'm sort of feeling go basketball. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm sort of feeling similarly where it's not necessarily my end all be all currently. I have a lot of other things I'm focusing on. I don't necessarily need to be so yeah. in the scene. Right. What are you, what are you like? Uh, do you have any like red flags that just right away just give you the ick? I feel like when a anyone a guy or a girl but when it's a one-sided convo like they're not really asking Terrible. me questions about myself or any and I get caught in that sometimes a lot because I like to think of myself as a good listener and then I'm sitting there like oh my gosh this is bad does my voice work hmm, I don't know hmm. yeah it doesn't <laughs> I hate I feel that like, I, yes when and I had that happen one time 
like when I first moved to Charlotte, like me and this girl went out beautiful and I would like ask her a question or whatever. We would just be having a conversation like, okay, this is your, like, this is your turn to like say like, okay, this is your part of the conversation. And it would just be like three or four words. I'm like, gosh, you're just like talking to a wall right now. It's it's like pulling teeth. Yeah. And I can't do it. I can't, if you can't conversate with me, then it's just done. That's a big, huge red flag. Another red flag is if you're still friends with your ex. That's my red flag. Oh, you don't, you don't like that? Why do you, have to, why would you ever be friends with your ex? It's like, why you're, what do you need? Like you already tried this. You already went down this road. Totally. If you're, if you're in a new relationship, you should have respect for that relationship in that person because you obviously had feelings for this one for the previous guy. And if that guy's not, if you have to like go to him cause you feel your ex because of X, Y, and Z, your new boyfriend's not doing it for you. So you better just end the, end the relationship. I just don't see I any benefit you. from being in friends with the ex unless the ex is friends with the dude before, like, if you're boys and then you started dating your friend's ex-girlfriend, then that's a little different. But okay. if just a random well, guy in fucking Reno, Nevada is just not going to do it for me. I feel you. But don't you think that maybe it's contextual? Because what if the ex is married with kids and they're just friends? There's definitely like a history point to it. Like, yeah, like contextual. I get, and I get that. Like, because you could be friends with your ex from like, you dated in high school and now it's 15 years later. You guys have yes. a lot of history. Like you grew up together. They're always going to have that like roots, like in common and see each other. And, but you're off doing your but thing. Do but you if you're like not married, like in met a random, you had a boyfriend for six months or a year and you're 25 and you live like, you don't have any history besides the time that you dated. I just don't understand why you need to be friends. Yes. That, Cause maybe that's there's my opinion. Yeah. That's and the, your opinion is valid, but it's also like if that say whoever's friends with the, their ex still is going to them for some sort of emotional support that maybe the current partner could provide, it feels threatening or unsafe. Yeah, so I get like, that. Well, I'm not doing it for you, so you should just we should just end this probably. Yes. That's yeah. Just my thoughts on on the whole exit. That's my red flag. That's like my I'm like, oh, are you still friends with X? Oh, okay, cool. Interesting. You guys still fucking. I'm just <laughs> 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 that, that's the second okay, question. Jake, here, that's, here. That, yes. So but you also, guys still getting jiggy? Couldn't it? But couldn't it okay but i'm gonna challenge you because couldn't it also maybe be like a green flag in that oh this person isn't sh so shitty like because sometimes i feel like when relationships end and someone's like oh you know fuck my ex like blah 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 it, and it, all this shit happened and D depends like how, like where they're at in life and like how they tell me that they're friends with like Yes. Okay. Oh, it's contextual. Like, uh, I still like, I care about him. He was a great guy, but I just don't see like, I need to be friends with him. Or, yes. He's not like, we don't need to anymore. be talking. Yeah. Yes. It's not like, oh, he's such a shit bag. Like, whatever. okay. Like, yes. They're not like, like dissing. It's just like, we're just, yeah. 
I feel that, you. It, it could be, a, then that's like kind of a green flag. Like you just accept life. That's just all it's about uh-huh. accepting life and what life happens. Like I don't mm-hmm. have any hard feelings with any of my exes. I mean, not like anymore. And like, yeah, a couple of them kind of suck, but I probably suck too. So that's just what life <laughs> is. <laughs> like, yes. I'm, I'm no saint in any of this shit. That's for damn yes. sure. Yes. Boy's acting up. <laughs> Boy's acting up. I'll tell the people right now. I was, was don't don't have me in a situationship. It's not good for me or you. Mm-mm, no, it's not good for anyone. I don't like situationships. Me either. I can't believe I you let like me I in was... one for so long. <laughs> so long. <laughs> so I long. tried to show you the light. It's one of those things, like all things in life. People are only gonna hear you when they're ready to hear you. Yeah. Like, I'm only going to realize when I am ready to realize, you know, I would have, fr- yeah, it's okay. We, we learn, we grow, you're growing, you're learning. Very true. What it speak about learning and growing, where are you at in like your whole <gasps> journey right now? And you said you might be migrating soon. I know you're still, you're doing the yoga thing. Yes. Is that going to take you to the next spot? Like what? Honestly, kind of. Well, so I'm I'm a nanny up here. I nanny twins. I freaking love it. They're awesome. And then I teach yoga. I really feel like yoga fills me up. I started getting really into it in college, post-college actually. When I was working, I was serving every day and my and I knew yoga had all these healing properties in this, but my body was hurting. And I was like, I got to start stretching, started going to classes. And the instructors that I had back in the burbs of Chicago, they were incredible. And they were very big on how your breath is everything. It can, can you know, it controls your central nervous system. The more you can calm your body down, the more you can open up. And I actually noticed myself tapping into emotions that had been buried or that I had been brushed under the rug for so long, things were coming up and I was, it it sort of started this interest in the healing journey. And from there I started, I, you know, was doing yoga all the time and COVID I was tapping in. I was doing yoga, like on my little computer twice a day. I was meditating. I was in it. And then I just felt called to be able to, bring that to other people, like healing energy, empowerment, teaching people to love themselves. And cause I got so much of that from my instructors, my teachings, and that has been so such a light in my life here in Tahoe. I feel like I've been at the studio for almost two years now. And when I first started teaching there, I was very unsure of myself as a person and as a teacher, yeah. like, can I, like, I'm like, can I do this? Cause I do feel like with yoga or other healing teachings, you sort of have to like walk the walk to talk the talk. You have to believe what you are saying. You know, I can sit up there and be like, love yourself. But if I'm not actively practicing self love, what's, then- what's your, what's your yoga teaching voice? I can see it right now. Love yourself. Love yourself right yes. here is the opportunity to tell yourself. Thank you. Uh, your voice, for that, I can see it. It's like, you know, yes. just that soft nurturing. Yes. I'm, I'm safe. I'm 
I'm safe for you. Yes. I'm that not- is my <laughs> it's my goal. I want to make everyone feel safe, loved. Yes. <laughs> Next thing you Good know, and- you should you should just put an audio out for TikTok of like a voiceover of like your shit. And so we can just use your use your voiceover I on should. a bunch of videos. <laughs> That's my next project. I love that. You should. You should just do a bunch yes. of voiceovers that, that people can yes. use on TikTok with your voice. I should. <gasps> Brilliant. This guy's a genius. Done. Adding that to the list. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm like, can you yeah. make money off of that? You can make money off anything on TikTok, I feel act- like, right? Yeah, you can be a voice actor too, though. Which would be sick. Yeah. I would love that. Oh my gosh, hype me up. I love that. Yeah. Be able to do voice acting, get your little us, 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 us in there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Something. it looks like for you, but it'd be sick. It would be sick. Oh, but yeah. So it's that's been a good evolution. I feel like I, on my the overarching journey of healing, like like I said, I've been alcohol sober for a while, and just trying to get more in alignment with what and who I'm surrounding myself with and where I'm going. And also I've been trying to get a little bit more real with myself and that, okay, what is the next step? Where am I going next career wise? What am I trying to tap into? What makes me happy? I I do love nannying, but I don't want to do it for forever. It's a great, it's great moneymaker. It's so, it nourishes my soul to be around kids, but I'm like, I want to do more, give more and Mm. we'll, we'll see what happens. But yes, I'm thinking about San Diego yoga capital of the country is in Encinitas. So I'm like, like, which I didn't know until very recently a friend of mine said, did you know, like, that's like the Mecca for yoga in the United States said, Oh my gosh, no wonder it's calling me. My lucky day. My yes. lucky day. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I love that you're chasing your passions though. Like you like you said, it's the light that you need and you're like chasing it to where it might be brighter. So that's yes. always nice to see for the friends. Like, like super exciting. And it'll Thank be cool you, to see Jake. you like outside of Tahoe and, you know, just do your thing and like spread your wings a little bit more. Cause you I mean you've yes. been killing it up in Tahoe and it's been fun to see. And obviously we catch in, catch up with each other every so often. And those are always fun conversations, but it's just nice. It would be nice to see you out, out of there and like be able to create not a new identity, but be all that you want to be. If yes, that's where you feel pulled. Cause I think a lot of people need that in life. Like they feel something, but they don't know how to act on it or they're scared to act on it. And sometimes you just got to take the leap and always yes. know that you, some, something's going to catch you on the way down. Like usually. absolutely. Unless you're like yes. taking a leap of faith, like off a building, which I highly recommend not to do. Don't, but, don't do that. Yeah. But that's like, not good. You can always go back to where you moved from or so to speak, or home or something else. But yeah, you got to take the leap of faith and go chase those fucking dreams. Absolutely. And that's what I'm trying to do. Life is yeah, short I mean, out here. Life is, life is short. What do you, what, uh, like, what's something that you think that you should have paid more attention to when you were younger and that you learned, had to learn the hard way? This is a good question. Honestly, I feel like finances 
which is not always a hot topic, but I feel like that has been a big learning curve for me of just how to spend money properly, save money properly, get yourself to a point of financial health literacy. And I'm still, I'm, I'm still learning and asking questions and reading books, but that is something where I'm like, I, yeah, I wish I would have tapped into that a little bit more at a younger age because working at the golf course, I was making bands and I'm like, where are the bands? Yeah. (laughs) You know, No, I feel you. I feel you. And that's something I wish I was like good ish with like money and saving and investing. But then like when COVID happened, I just like, I was traveling a lot Mm -hmm. like and not caring about money, which Looking back, I just wish I would have kept the mindset instead of dealing with the hardships of life by traveling and doing other things. Because, I mean, and now I'm like, like you said, like, where's the money at? Yes, where did <laughs> like, it go? It, it's been fun, though. And, like, you do have to do that. Like, as a, tw- you should save and invest uh, X percentage, but you should have X percentage obligated towards traveling because traveling you learn so much yes and i never ever regret money that i spend on travel ever never i just regret like the restaurant money that i spent (laughs) yes (laughs) like like going to restaurants i mean like oh pop in here i mean i probably spent two grand a month on just going out to eat like for myself i'm a single guy like, yes. what am I doing? Like, what are you doing? Learn to cook. <laughs> yeah. It's literally. You do cook. I mean, yeah. You do I, cook. I, I cook, but it's like, I something just about being out in the, in the scene gets me going. Yes, totally. I know. It's a, and it's a vibe. It is a vibe. It is a vibe. And I can't make a good Bloody Mary, which I mean, I don't have to worry about it anymore because I'm sober guy. Yes. <laughs> by Sober king. Out, by the time this gets out, I'm three sheets to the wind, February yeah. 3rd or something. You're like, <laughs> so you're like, here we go. I did Sober January last year, and then I had so much red wine, like February 2nd or something, and I threw up, and I have not indulged that hard. Like, it was like, I was textbook, like, sober okay now i'm going hard and and then i learned my lesson learned my lesson yes be careful that that red wine be sneaky sneaky Mm -hmm. yep yep and next thing you know hangover throwing up yes yep all for a nice little cabernet nice little cabernet well it was not worth i appreciate you hopping on that was fun yes that yeah, was, was so fun, Jake. I love you. I'm so glad uh, we got to do this. I love and you too. I what? am. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, <laughs> I was no, going to was... say, I'm so excited to see how this progresses for you. I think that you have some star power and it just, it feels good to chat with you. Uh, I appreciate that. It's because I'm a cancer. Yes. It's true. <laughs> cancer. <laughs> He's so but good no, to talk I, to. He's so intuitive. I appreciate you. Like, I appreciate you saying that too. And hopefully you never know. You never know what's going to happen in the future. I just am thankful and 
that I can just do this and have people in my life that have came and gone that are always down to catch back up and talk shit and tell their story yes. and, and their life experiences. And we might have to have you come on and do a little special guest reading on a little Zodiac sign, a little astrology day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll do it. We'll do a live and have people come on and tell birthdays. And yes. We'll tell them, we'll, and we'll tell them all about themselves too. We'll tell them all about themselves. The, yes, shit, that that they, the shit that they don't want to hear. Tell them how, Sometimes how great of a person you gotta they are. Sometimes got to hear it. <laughs> we'll build them up. People, and guess what? Yes. Break them down. Yep. No, I'm just yep. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Astrology is like, you're such a is, good though. person. It is. How, like, my, like mine was like, yeah, good guy. But then he's impressionable. I'm like, fuck yes. that. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're wrong. No. The book's wrong. But but who's going to win the game? Yeah, I agree. For sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. No. For sure. Yeah, I, for sure. I'm de- I definitely, I'm voting for him too. I'm voting for him too. <laughs> you're like, no, you don't like to tell people how you actually feel about shit. So you're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, no, I agree. That's, yeah, that's cool. Fuck this guy. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to do something again soon and we'll have to obviously stay in touch and let me know if I can be of any help or service in the San Diego move if you decide to do that. Yes, absolutely, Jake. Thank you. Thank you for being you. I love you. I love you too. It was a pleasure. Guys, go follow Maddie Seneker on Instagram. We'll plug <laughs> yeah. Instagram. At the mind of mad. The mind of <laughs> mad. Check me mind out. Mind of mad. Mind of mad. One D in there, folks. It's, it's the mind of mad, Jake. The mind of mad. The mind of mad. What I said. Now we've said it a million. You said mind of mad. I'm just plugging it again. So so now so now we've said it a million times. So if you don't follow me, I'm I'm gonna be offended. Yeah. And guys, slide in the DMs with respect. <laughs> slide in the DMs with respect, because you guys are a bunch of savages. And I love no you for girlfriends. That, <laughs> no girlfriends there, no French boys named uh, Hugo Suave. <laughs> if you are named Hugo Suave, you come correct and be single. Take on a little date. Take on a little yoga date. Who knows? Teach you a couple moves. All right, we're out. <laughs> Okay, bye. Shit.